describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. This is this poor guy. He's a drover. Right. Maybe okay. He ha- maybe he has some sheep with him while he goes squats down and brings. What's happened is he's the sh- he's taking the sheep to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, he's dropped his pants and let right. a, let, lunch, letting a load off and he's, gets assaulted by the cave bear because the cave bear is coming out for the sheep. Yeah, he's, you're right. He's watering. He's watering the sheep. Yep. That's right. And he's going to take yeah, so he's going to relieve himself as well. I love this. I don't the, have that book open yet. I'm working on it. I got five. Feign death. Feign death. Look at that. The dice don't lie. They don't. I was feigning death. You are now entering the common quarter of the city, and you walk up to the tavern with the odor coming from within its doors. You decide to enter the bar to see if you can find out anything about the Assassin's Guild. (laughs) How do you ask those questions? Excuse me, where does the Assassin's Guild? (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking. I don't know. Maybe they'll tell you, right? Hello? Where is this Assassin's Guild? I need to kill somebody. Just from a philosophical level, you're a lawful good cleric. You die. You're at the best place you could be. I'm uh, Hallmark Stealing Hearts. Yeah, you're watching with your horse. I'm I'm voying with my horse. The the axe. You're your fruit of the looms. (laughs) By mortal servants of the deity, higher level clerics. Ooh, that's interesting. You must be punished. As (laughs) punished... <laughs> oh no. Now I have an image of James as a high level. Don't ever let James become a high level cleric. You must be punished, acolyte. It's not, it's not good. I just had an image of the Fruit of the Loom commercial again. Where are your sacred Fruit of the Looms and enter the Chamber of Woe? Come here to be punished. Where, why are you in your underwear? afternoon good evening welcome to grog talk i'm james and i'm dan and where are we from today today we are from the suffering badger Ooh, the suffering badger i thought you might like that actually because you know badgers are associated with gnomes right yep. there right Bird. and so i i kind of picked that one for you james it's uh yeah the suffering badger that's you know it's nothing says uh, relaxing from your day's troubles than going to the suffering badger. That's, <laughs> That's right. It's a, is it a euphemism? So uh, it, it can, remains consistent with what we've talked about, where it's always, what, it's like an ING, the right. something, the or, something, you know, something, right. Some, something, something. Is that an adverb, right? ING, those are ad, adverbs? To, to uh, you had, 
You had to go there? Yeah, well, someone that's... Oh, look, hello, hello, everyone. Uh, I think it's an adverb, right? I-N-G. Today we're from the Lolly's adverb shop. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> lolly, 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 lolly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, now that should be a clip. Why is that not going to be a clip? Oh, okay. All right, it'll be a clip. I'll, I'll figure out something. Get it okay. right on it. So we're from the Suffering Badger, which... Sorry. James, since, since I know this, basically, our world tour has been basically a drunken spree for you. Right. You're really never sure where we are. Nope. Right? Um, we, we are in the town. We are in Sheriffer, which is in Harnworld. Harnworld. Oh, okay. Harnworld, right? Uh, the inn sign is of a sleeping badger. The three-story inn is something of a curiosity and is often patronized by slumming residents of the city proper. Uh Totes, uh, I don't know what, a to what that means, but totes, I guess that's the owner. Oh, totes of shore. Sorry, totes. James, the owner's totes. Totes encourages a certain amount of riffraff to frequent the common room for atmosphere. All right, so give yourself a hand, you riffraff. Congratulations. You are riffraff and villainy. Good for you guys. <laughs> wait, wait, what? We're what? We're riffraff. <laughs> so there you go. Well, for that place is cool, in the common I thought, room. I thought okay. you'd like it, yeah. So we're coming to you from the common room at the sleeping badger. Suffering, sorry. Suffering, suffering badger, not sleeping. Even though he looks sleeping, he is actually suffering. He's not dead yet. Not dead yet. So before we came on, I know, because uh, we were talking about our summer summer plans, which of course includes some kind of summer tournament, which we have to do during Gary Gygax Day. But we were talking about uh, you know travel plans now that... Um, Things seem to be loosening up. They were out of the abyss. And uh, Dan and I were talking about um, what, what would be another exciting, fun-filled thing to do with our fans. And I told him my aversion of, of cruise ships because I don't want to get stuck on one. That sounds horrific. He's like, I said, yeah, because that would be horrible if we did like a grog cruise. And of course, Dan, now, what do you, you think it's a great idea? Grog Con next year. And, you know, it could be an aquatic theme. Next year... GrogCon, GrogCon 20, I'm sorry, the, the adventure that we're hosting. The adventure cruise that we're hosting. Yes, the love boat. The, ooh. ooh. <laughs> you like that? The love boat. The grog, the grog boat. If this what boat's a-rockin', don't come a-knockin'. <laughs> I think we should say on our T-shirts what, what happens at GrogCon stays at GrogCon right. or something. What kind of convention is this? That's, yeah, <laughs> Because you want it like the uh, rock cruises, right? The similar thing. We want to get – so like Vic Dorso would be the captain, obviously. He would, We've he, already decided that, yes, because since he drives trucks. It's the same figured, thing. How it's, hard could it be? What's the difference? I could see him driving the boat. Yep, and a genie could be his first mate, right? Right, exactly. Right. And, get it, uh, first mate. First, first mate. mate. Yeah, I don't know if he has other mates, so so there you go. And, uh, yeah, so I thought, yeah, it would be like one of those uh, heavy metal cruises, but without the heavy metal. Well, with... maybe we could get uh, Venom or something. <laughs> no, uh, what are you talking about? No, it's got to be – okay, Venom, that is a good idea. Right. But what about the pseudo-undead? Well, the pseudo-undead, of course. They, they would open for – I think they would open for Venom. I, you know, they're, they're very prickly. i got to find out if they still have a beef with Venom or obituary. Oh, or yeah. Like did, you, did you hear that story that apparently one of the members of Slayer, I think – may have urinated on the head. So Slayer opened for Venom, 
I believe, at, at one point, which goes to show how long ago that right. was. That right. Was- a life that, that was a, that was I think it was before the box set before the uh, original yes. set came out. Yes, and I believe one of the members urinated on Cronus's head, and oh. there was I think so. I think there may have been a riff. I may have this all wrong, but okay, that has nothing to do with D and D. So yes, that'd be great. Venom, op- yeah, Venom uh, playing would be great. Pseudo Undead, great. So let us know your thoughts right. uh, of of twenty twenty because we're already planning. You got to plan ahead. Because mm-hmm. you know, before we know it, it'll be twenty twenty two, and and so yeah, we would leave out of probably Port Canaveral, which is a very cruise destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the attendance we've had for this year, we'll be able to. What would we need? A rowboat, uh, right? S- small skiff, yeah, possibly. A and, yeah, and venom. <laughs> we, and venom. The charm. We need the charon demon. That's what he dressed. Uh, he should dress as the charon demon, Vic. It could be a whole theme, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes. That would you know, be great. I, I thought you'd come around to this. Yes, you're right. Well, because that's not a real. That's. I mean, we're going out for a couple hours then. That I can survive, but five days on the seas with viruses and our fans. That's that's a stretch. wow. Wow, our fans. That's a. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I think that's uh, that would be super. That would that would be interesting. We'll see if people are interested in that. Well, we should we should uh, what crowdsource? I don't know any of these words. Crowdsource it, uh, you know? Should right? Is this where we ask? Yeah. <laughs> crowdsource, yeah. Fund, go money. Yeah, we ask people for money. Right. Uh, and and you know, if if we were brave, we should have did it last year, last summer, just mm, during the yes. pandemic. Yes. That says if you're committed, right? Because the boats aren't going anywhere. That's cruise to nowhere. Literally, we just walk on the boat. Wait, this would be a good no. This would be a good TV show because it would be kind of a horror film. Can you imagine D and D players stuck on a cruise ship for like a month? These, you know, people would be at each other's throats, wouldn't they? They would be. I don't know if it right? would take a month either. It would be four days. So yeah, it'd be like the first. It'd be like kill all the DMs. The DMs are the first ones to be killed. <laughs> Clearly, right? Right, kill them all. Kill the kill them all. Where are they? Kill them. Sorry. <laughs> He's angry. It's an wow. Angry, it's an angry crowd. <laughs> it was. There he is. He's on the Lido deck. Get him. <laughs> he's, with, he's with Julian Gopher. At the, the horror. So, yeah. So, that's a good, I think that's a good idea. So, um, now we are on to, what are we on to next? Oh, we're on to our Have, have You Ever? Where we where we do the, continue the annals of or annals of uh, running north, right? Indeed. I'm just sixteen. I'm in a horse. This is it. We're doing our eps, and you, you, you poor bastards are gonna have to hear that for the next twenty-five times. How many times we have that? So, 
I think it's great. I love hearing it every time. I can't get enough. And yes, you are playing North Runner, as you heard in the song, where you are trying to infiltrate an assassin's guild. And North Runner is a bard, and this is the portion of the show where you get to make choices, uh, hopefully that a good bard would make, and you are going to try to save uh, the poor daughter aurora the daughter of the merchant chancellor and it's it's been rough going james i hear there's a lot of activity at the uh at this herding badger whatever the place we're at i hear like people making dinner what's what's for lunch there at the uh suffering you badger hear that? yeah the suffering badger wow these these headphones aren't doing very good that's yes yeah there's a lot of people are eating here it's, not me you're at the, bu- at the, you're at the, at the buffet at the suffering <laughs> Badger. <laughs> the suffering badger. Um, and just to let you know, James, uh, this uh, installment of Have You Ever Played is brought to you by Stuff and Nonsense at 245 High Street Northeast in Salem, Oregon, 370-8982. Rent a game dealer, used games, out of print games, game parts. They do mail order. So uh, please, uh Tell them James and Dan sent you. That's right. And no one, no patron from there has been killed in over 40 years. Exactly right. Uh, all right. So uh, we, I believe last time, we were surrounded by thieves, James, if I recall correctly. We were. Uh, we, and- were we had the thieves thing, and we, we, tr- we tried to do some charming. We tried to do some other things, and we're now ready for the next thing. Hoping to get close to the Assassin's Guild. Okay. After that unfortunate run-in with the thieves, you decide to continue following the other rogue, if at all possible. Well, that's right, because remember that rogue, we're following a rogue, and we got surrounded. After, he stole our stuff, I think. He tried to, he's a bad, he tried to steal our, pinch our stuff. After a few minutes, you spot him counting the gold from your pouch in the alleyway. So apparently he did get some of our stuff. You silently creep up to him and grab him by the arm wrenching it in a powerful hammer lock. The rogue screams in pain and cries, Hey, come on, buddy, not so hard. I'll give you your money back, but just let me go. You take the pouch from him and strap it back under your belt, all the while holding him in the lock. Now, you say in a menacing voice, I want some information. And if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'll break every bone in your body. Understand? The apprentice thief nods his head vigorously and says, Sure thing, what what do you want to know? You ask about the assassin's guild, but he says, I I don't know where you can find them, but I can take you to the black market district. Maybe you can find something about the guild there. You nod your head in acquiescence, and he leads you to the black market then fades into the shadows. As you approach one of the stalls, the fence calls out to you, Ah, young man, wouldst thou be pleased with mine wares? As you look over his display, you decide to... Here we go. You ready for the choices? So apparently... This one is about making a decision in a marketplace as to whether you should purchase somewhere. It's, yeah, it's a, sh- it's a shopping shopping choice. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a respite. I, I, you know, it's been so dark up until but, now, James. Uh, is, is, there like gonna be, is there going to be is there going to be 
Call Lightning. Is that going to be one of the Yes. Yes. <laughs> Destroy the marketplace. All okay, right. here we go. I like this. Number one. So, uh, number one. I love this one. Uh, and, and James, I think it's at this point in time, it's always appropriate to remind our players of Northrunner's alignment. Don't He's you think? neutral good, isn't he? He is neutral good. And he's threatening just, to kill a thief, totally murder him. But Just saying. Right. And that may play a role in your choices. Right. D1, fight the dealer and steal all of his items. <laughs> a very neutral good kind of thing to do. Uh, to, don't bias, don't, don't prejudice the uh, decisions. Uh, you're right. My apologies. Withdrawn. Number two, buy the first flask for 10 gold pieces. D3, buy the second flask for 16 gold pieces. D4, buy the third flask for 22 gold pieces. Five, buy a set of six throwing daggers, 10 gold pieces. Six, buy the first scroll, I can't, 29 I can't, gold pieces. I can't keep up. Boy, huh? Fight and oh, steal, buy the first flask for 10, second for 16, third for 22. Correct. Now we're buying, what's number five? Six throwing daggers for 10 gold pieces. Okay, for how many? For 10? For 10. Yep, okay, thank you. Six is by the first scroll. First scroll. For 29 gold pieces. Yep. Seven is by the second scroll for 31 gold pieces. Second scroll, 31 gold pieces, yep. Eight is by the third scroll for 39 <laughs> gold pieces. Okay. This has been a rough episode, this is, hasn't this it? This is painful. Nine. Nine, nine is by the fourth scroll <laughs> for 10 gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. James, there's only ten more. Just hold on. Okay. No, last one, number ten. Buy nothing and leave. So a bard. In, oh wait, I guess. Well, I was looking at the, we're a fighter, thief, bard. What? Can I ask a question? What happens when you become a bard? Don't you? What do you get? Druidical spells? What yeah, do you, you get? get? Druidical spells. Yeah, that's all that lightning business and all that. So okay, so so there could be some druid spells in those scrolls. So we're just supposed to, is that, you're just supposed to buy this? I don't even know what's in there. Like random, just a random potion or a random, I mean, not even be a potion or a random spell. Right. So oh, I don't like what, that. What, and we're buying stuff so he'll give us information, right? That's why we're doing this. Oh, thank you for helping me. You're probably right. So we're in the black market district. So obviously this is. I like it's provide. called the black market district. That's like the illegal district. Right. It's like alignment. Like, what's your alignment? I'm evil. <laughs> just, it's like the dark side in Star Wars, right? right. It's like you just kind of admit it. This, I like it. This is the Sith, Sith, land of the Sith. So everything here is stolen, basically. Yeah, I assume it is, right. Oh, so the thief was co Okay, I'm a little slow. So the thief was coming here. He, he steals stuff. I mean, he only had gold pieces, but so the thieves steal stuff and they come here and they... they ah, this is why he's called Defense. <laughs> So this is where you sell. Everything here is hot. Right. Should we really be buying hot merchandise? Well, that's the question now, isn't it? No, I'm doing D10. No, I'm, nothing. I'm not going to fight him. Well, I what mean. did the guy say? What do you want to buy? Or are we going to ask a Okay. As you approach one of the stalls, right. the – oh, my God. You think there's an at yuck here? The, the fence calls out to you, ah, young man. I appreciate that. How young am I? You know how long it took me? I'm a – I'm a 7th level fighter, an 8th level thief, and a 12th level bard, James. Right. What's my age? They didn't give my age. You should be, I don't know. Uh, Dead? Well, you should be probably in your 
30s, I would think. That's the problem. That's like a PhD. Barr's a long-term commitment, man. Right. He just says, Ah, young man, wouldst thou be pleased with mine wares? Oh, but you think we need info. Oh, you're right, man. I'm so stupid. But I already said it. Buy nothing and leave. I guess I'm going to stick with it because now you're influencing me. But you're, I think you're, you're playing this smarter. You're, you're more familiar with dealing with the black market than I am. You got to get your hands dirty. That's right. Right? You got to go on. It's deep cover, man. It's deep cover. You are. You're, you're playing the line. You're good. All right. What are you? All right. What are you doing, James? I'm. I'm going to assume. Well, I should. Oh, wait. I should fight and steal them. That's what I really want to do, but I'm not going to because I'm lawful. Wait. Stop. Stop, James. There's an asterisk. Oh. <laughs> we have an oh, asterisk. asterisk. Rules AF. I love it. Yes. Note: When buying items, you may purchase more than one if desired, as long as the gold holds out. Thus, if you wish to obtain the first gold and the second flask. Your choices would be three and six. The total cost would be 45 gold pieces. Oh, this is very useful. There, the problem is there's an asterisk, but there was no asterisk above. You know, you know. so I was not led to the asterisk. Okay, you know. Wait. Yeah, no, there is no asterisk. All right, so you can choose more. One. Well, I was going to do 10, so I, that's a terrible idea, but whatever. Yeah, I don't have much what money do you- to have because I didn't give away. And also, you gave away 30 gold pieces to the beggars. I did. You started with – we started with a lot of gold. Oh, really? Wait. It says gold nil. Like how can it be gold nil? It says gold nil. How much money do you have? I thought we had money. Like lots. No, we had a lot of hit points. It says, all right, you can buy whatever you want. You probably have to rob. Maybe the answer choices are you have no money. Whatever. Pick your choices. I've given you all I'm the buying everything. I have. I'm buying tooth. Okay. I'm buying. Yeah, why not? Uh, actually, no. I'm buying. I'm buying the flask number two. Okay, so you're not. You're D three second flask. Have other people made? Oh, their there's, choices? oh, there's different flasks. I apologize. I'm buying two, three, and four. I'm buying all the flasks. Okay, got it. The 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 trifecta. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, my people? rationale for buying flasks because I assume they're poison. Maybe that will allow me to. Uh, do that. Yeah. So that he'll that. well he'll infer that I'm an assassin. Oh, that's why. Okay. All right. Yes, we've got people who've done five, but those though Bob on here says we're broke, which we could be broke. So it says nil. It says nil on on gold. My understanding of nil means you don't have any. Why would we have? But no we got money? some money from the thief. How much money did we get back? Well, that's the money we got. That's the money he stole it. Did he steal it from us? Well, how did he steal it from us? And how did I throw money last time? Hmm. These are difficult questions. Well, we have some people. We have one who said five, one who said seven. Someone's followed with you, ten. Someone said right. buy it all. Bob said buy it all. Okay. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. D1. D1. Fight and steal. Dealer has fought four bodyguards. Take far too much damage to live. So yes, did any? I assume no one did one. No, no one did one. No one did one, and if you did, you're dead. Well, and I, I dead. like how they say there's four bodyguards after you steal from them. You don't. Apparently, you didn't observe that. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Well, you know, they were in the sh- they were in the shadows. Okay. I misread number two. This is funny. Number two says heal six hit points when drunk. And I misread that. Well, I didn't misread it. 
but I didn't understand the emphasis. I thought it healed six hit points when, when you're, you're drunk. drunk. I like it. So, right, so I got six hit points because I bought one of them. That's good. Yep. D3 was healed 14 hit points when drunk. Oh, I bought that one too. Um, four, I, I don't know how you'd know this, but we're giving the answers anyway. You have to sip them, I guess. Yeah, drink them off. Four, four is a poison antidote. Oh, perfect. So there you go. I am f I, t uh, six. I, I'm only down nine hit points now. I love it. I healed 20. Oh, you're drinking those up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, Very I would know that. I drank them. So, yeah. Okay. Were you drunk when you drank them? <laughs> probably. They have no probably. effect. Probably. Uh, probably. So. You're, you're a musician. I am a musician. I'm drunk all the time. Right. A five was the daggers. Okay. You have six throwing daggers. I love how it says, okay, period. You have six throwing daggers. There's no six. What was six? Scroll. He, he, it's missing. Wow. Some cute. If you pick six. You just lose your money. What? That's terrible. Or dead. Or dead. No one took six, so we're okay. Okay, it's seven. You have an extra obscurement spell. Oh, that's good. So you're playing at home. Eight, you have another control temperature. Ten foot radius spell. Did anyone pick nine? No one picked nine. Curse scroll, you die instantly. Really? <laughs> uh, yes. Wow, that's awesome. Well, someone bought them all. If you, someone's... Oh, they're dead. We're going to assume you read them. Yeah. That's got to be, you know, come on, we're right? Dead. Sorry, you're dead. And 10 is me. Uh, fine. Nothing happens. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what the purpose of this was. There's not, no, because it's, no, it really doesn't test your ability to play a bard. Right. Right? Well, it doesn't test and your ability to be an adventurer either. It's like you're just randomly picking stuff. There's no indication of what was what. It's just. No, it was completely skill based. You're wrong. You just don't you don't see the skill in it. You're such James. You just you don't understand. These books kill me. This campaign sucks. That's right. So, no, they no because it should have been something like even if it had been something like, okay, it's not a druid spell, you idiot. You know what I mean, or something like that. Or like you said, okay, you buy the stuff. He's really pleased with you. And offers you, and he thinks you're in a, you know, his poison antidote. He thinks you're an assassin. Yeah, it, it should have moved. This was basically just to get you back some hit points. I think, yeah, well, and that's fine. But two of the ten will kill you. Yes. Which you have no idea. I could have been dead by that. I proved out. Well, one, you should die, but the other one, number nine. Yeah. No, that's that. But I do approve of it, though. And uh, yeah, okay, there it is. That's. Mm. <laughs> that was not yeah. good we're probably going to roll a 9 for our thing okay well that was a sunlight. so tune in next time where we will hopefully find out how we get even closer to the Assassin's Guild where we'll be die from, from random things support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk now for our main event, which may not be too main, but it is for those who live in the United States, the one most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas. No, it's not Thanksgiving. It's tax time. On Monday, citizens of good order who make enough money have to provide some money or a lot of money to the government in order to keep it going. Normally, this is April 15th, but it was moved thanks to the pandemic. Uh, yeah, have you ever? Well, I think we want to write a have you ever. I kind of did that with the Grog Talk Adventures, which is way better than this. No offense to uh, Kelly. He's done a great job. But 
And this was not Kelly. Keep That's in right. mind, this is someone else. He's subcontract. He, this is this is uh, John Frey. I, I I did I did like some of the early the, ones. The so. first, well, this one was fine. I'm not a fan of this last encounter. The the right. the pre the the one with the beggars and call lightning, that's gold. He's he he hit it out of the park. So, I I just don't know how this advanced the story. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, what we're talking about today is we did talk about downtime in the economy, uh, downtime after adventures early on in our career here at, at Grog Talk. But now we're talking specifically about money and the economy in AD and D. And Gary spends a lot of time in the Dungeon Master's Guide talking about this. And it's primarily on page 90 through 91 or something to that effect. Right, Dan? Correct. And uh, in particular, I think you wanted to talk about the entry on duties. That's right. Excises, fees, tariffs, taxes. Oh, how do you pronounce this? You tithe. Tithes, right? Because yeah. you're tithing. Ties and toll. Duties, excises, fees, tariffs. Taxes, ties, and tolls. And, of course, what will be fun is talking about the distinction between all of these different... Absolutely. I assume that's right? what we were going to do, talk about. Okay. It's not, it's not that long. Um, I don't know, James. I got to tell you. I just don't know. Why, why am I... Why am, is this just to get money from characters? Why, why am I dutying, excising, feeing, tariffing taxing, tithing, and tolling my PCs if I'm a DM? Well, the short version is because they're going to have more money than they'll know what to do with. And then mm -hmm. they'll be wanting to bother you. So if we go a little bit ahead on page 91, placement of monetary treasure, it says... Uh, a brief, uh, under the next to last paragraph on the right, a brief perusal of the character experience points totals necessary to advance the level makes it abundantly clear that the underlying precept of the game is that the amount of treasure obtainable by characters is graduated from small to large as experience level increases. This most certainly does not intimate or suggest that greater treasure should be in the 100,000 gold pieces, at least transparent at least transport, but, but you must consider placing it. So the, the point of this is the game requires experience points for the people to progress. The primary way for them to progress is the handing of treasure. Killing monsters does not, it's not even in the same ballpark of, of how you're going to progress. You, you would take forever to advance. You know, if you look in, let's just say, for example... In the back here, it has the experience points you could earn of the DMG. So let's look at. I killed a goblin, James. I killed yeah, a goblin. You killed a goblin. My second level. Yeah, my no, second level. You're not, second, you're not even close to second level, right? That was a good example. But even the most powerful creatures that are in here, um, you know, the demon lords and these type of things, they're only worth, and I say only worth, thirty thousand experience points. Let's let's go right to yeah. As Asmodeus, he's 70,000 experience points. That's pretty good, right? But if there's a party of six, that's 12, mm -hmm. roughly 12,000 experience points you're getting. Now, you'd have... And, our, and our, we got our 12 NPCs. <laughs> that's right. And only seven survive. I, I, the hirelings or whatever, right. yeah. So if you, let's say you're 12th level, uh, 12th level paladin, which would be pretty impressive to kill or even stand to with Asmodeus. 
You're, you would need 350,000 experience points. So you'd have to kill Asmodeus 11 times, plus, or I'm sorry, 30 times, in order to go up a level if you just did it through fighting monsters. So treasure has to be part of it, and money in particular. The problem then comes, while early game, the characters are so out of money, because we talked about the training issue, the training's so expensive, but by... 5th, 6th, 7th level, they start having lots of money that they want, they're going to want to do things with. So if the idea is, well, they shouldn't have all this money, some of it should go away, and that's what this talks about, and you use those things. But is that why people came to play D&D, so they have to pay the three copper pieces to get into the town? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. So, so many of these are really are, are small money items and it's really nickel and diming the party and unless you're i it's one of the reasons why i like lower level is that if you have 21 gold pieces a gold piece charge on something or a surcharge is is a big deal right but but once you're at a certain level i mean are, unless you're going to do the annual tax or you're going to do like what, like the dragon tax or whatever, where you know you've got the, you know you've got a big a bunch of treasure and you're bringing it in and you got a huge hit. Other than this little stuff, doesn't make much of. I mean, are you keeping track of toll? I mean, toll. I mean, we don't have that little thing that you can stick on your car, right? Speed right? pass, some kind of yeah. pass, dragon pass. You got dragon pass. You actually you have to keep track of all of that stuff um i mean well shall we talk about some of the different types yes. of well that's okay. that's our show to talk about minutia i mean right right and so gary gary says it is important and this goes to your point it's important in most campaigns to take excess monies away from player characters and taxation is one of the better means of accomplishing this end so that's fine but now it becomes time consuming because first you have duties Duties are typically paid on goods brought into a country or subdivision thereof. So any furs, tapestries, etc. brought into a town for sale will probably be subject to a duty. So, number one, how often are our characters bringing in stuff? I guess you're – oh, I guess you – so you – okay, so it works this way, right? So you've got the party that's taking everything, right? They've loaded up the tapestries. Yeah, they got the cart. They've stripped the place bare. I mean, you've had in your – when you were running, we were taking furniture out of the... Yes. If it wasn't bolted to the temple, it was being removed out of there. Right. Exactly. So you're taking all of this stuff, and I guess you're coming back. I mean, you look basically A like bunch of you're gypsies. homeless. <laughs> or gypsies. <laughs> one of the, yeah. I mean, you've got the shopping cart. you got the wagon, <laughs> right? With just, I mean, just junk. Right. Right. I mean, you half know, broken any- swords, half uh... <laughs> right, and so I guess you're heading to. So you're you're going and you're gonna find, try to, and you know you got to move this stuff pretty quickly, don't you? Because you know, you can't. You're on the move. You're not gonna be carrying this stuff around forever, right? You're going to the local town to unload it, right? To unload it, and so you're really getting a very low price because I mean the guys like. So you're now that you're the buyer. Yeah. So you run like it's whatever. Some kind of curio shop. Yeah, I mean, you're basically the 
It's like the dollar store. Well, it's a combination of the dollar store, the knickknack, paddywhack, estate sale, just <laughs> random crap. You've seen these places, curios. Yes. And just, they got crap in it, but someone yeah, buys it. Yeah, they're a little it. bit. Yeah, they're a little bit like, yeah, what are these stores where it's, it's, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the name of these brand stores. But, yeah, they just, it's like whatever. Yeah, the Kirkland's uh, Tuesday morning or whatever. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so you've got these Tuesday morning kind of just whatever. So whatever they've got. Okay, so you're bringing a bunch of stuff. And and I assume the guy is going to offer you. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah, just for everything. Right. I'll just take it all. The broken arrows. And so, so I guess these stores do exist. And then, of course, he's going to mark it up. Right. You, you come back a week later after the next adventure in that tapestry he gave you five silver pieces he's got there for 50 gold. You're like, 50 gold? <laughs> hey, man, I've got overhead. Right. I got okay? rents. I have right? children. Marketing. Right? So, and you're like, I killed an eye yug to get right. this. It was in the. He's like, yeah, this thing smells terrible. Uh, it took me, like, I had a clean, I, I, you know, I had to disinfect it. <laughs> that's right. You come, the, yeah, you come with the at yug smell and stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of, you're right. It doesn't, would cost a lot of money. Okay, fair. So the first thing, so you come with all this junk. And so there's going to be a duty. So I guess the first thing is you have to convince, you're trying to convince them that you're not selling this stuff. Because right, there's a sale. The duty's like anything you're bringing in to sell, right. there's a duty. And you're like, I'm not selling this stuff. I'm like, really? You're five adventurers. I know you're selling this stuff. So that's the first decision that has to be made is, is it being sold, right? You got to get through customs, basically, exactly. right? And you're not going to convince them, right? Unless you got to, obviously, you're going to cast, what? You got the cleric, you cast suggestion. We're not selling this stuff, right? Well, that, suggestion's then, uh, not a cleric spell. I don't think. Oh, I'm sorry. Suggestions. What is that? Okay. I mean, it could okay. it could be. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Charm person. Charm person. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get a, the first thing the parties. So what's going to happen is you're going to spend 20 minutes. Magic user spell. Yeah. 20 minutes at least. And and when do you do this? Do you do this at the end of the adventure when everyone's tired and wants to go home? Right. Or at the beginning of the next adventure and slow everything down? Correct. With the 20 minutes, because they're, they're not going to want to pay. Look, even though it's five gold pieces, they're not going to want to pay. And they're going to be cast charm person, and you're rolling. It's a little mini. It's a mini adventure at the entry into the town. Okay, yawn. Um, how do you? How do they determine? Do they sit there, and they do they do a quick uh, appraisal of the value of all the items? Well, it's like, it's like customs. That? You go through customs and they, is this duty free or not? What kind of goods? Is it a banned good? Maybe you can't bring in rugs. Maybe this is a rug producing place and this is from a foreign. Yeah, that's the whole point. You got to figure all this out. It's painful. And then there's a charge. All right. And so, all right. So that's, that's duty. So, so you pay all that. Then you get ripped off uh, when you sell it. Excises are typically sums paid to belong to a particular profession or practice. A certain calling. This, this, so it basically is, is the, so the excise is your, some sort of well, profession. Does that mean a fighter? Yeah, you're in the guild, the guild excise or something. Or, so maybe, or maybe they're uh, dis, discouraging certain things. We don't want thieves here, so, or we don't want clerics, a foreign religion, so you have to pay an excise. Yeah, because that could be, you, you're not only paying the guild, right? but you could also be paying the excise to the government. Right. 
the just to practice an, anti, that. Yeah, you have a license. You basically it's a license thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. These. The, oh, in addition, an excise can be levied against foreign currency. Yeah, so you got to go to the money changer yep. and change it, and you're going to get a hit there. Okay. The, did Gary actually do this stuff to his plan? I mean, we could ask Ernie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not like, I mean, when I say ask Ernie, not like I'm just going to, like, call up Ernie. I mean, I don't have that power. But, you know, okay. Fees can be levied for... Just about any reason. Entering a city gate, that's very classic, right? Yep. There's a feat. There's a long line. I mean, that's why the adventure starts the long line into the city, right? Because everyone's – it's slow. Yeah. There should be there should be different entrances, though, don't you think? Because, like, look, I'm not – I don't have anything to declare. Right. I just – where's that line? Or you're, the, or you're a noble. You yeah, pay, I'm a noble. the annual pass. You're basically um, part of the nobility, so – Right. But if not, you're part of the oi polloi. You got to sit there in line okay. with everyone else. Okay. Tariffs are much the same as duties, but let us assume, let us suppose that this is levied against only certain items. Oh, so tariffs are certain items. Okay. So you got the duties, which is everything coming in, maybe. Right. And then you've got the tariff, which is for, well, like you said, like you were protecting the Rug Makers Guild. The Rug Maker Guild is powerful. And so there is like a 10% extra tariff. Right. On rugs right now Important. because of the – okay. Then taxes. The good news is only residents and citizens of the municipality are included. So that's good. So I don't want to have any residents, right, for the upkeep. Well, then you have to fill out your non-resident fee. Which, uh, it's attestation of non-residency. Oh. You have to declare residency, which, of course – Oh, and that's – so I got to – and that's right. So if, if I'm not a resident, I got to pay the fee just to enter. Right. So that's the bad news of that. And then if I stay longer than a certain amount of time, I'm going to be declared – I have to de I have declare for residence. Because right. I have to start paying – because you're using our roads a lot. Exactly. And then um, ties are principally religious, of course, although there is a prohibition against the combination of the secular with the sacred. There is no prohibition against the combination of the secular with right. the this sacred. This could be a theocracy and you have uh, – you, know, you have to give, and that could be an interesting thing. You go to the holy city of Moradin, and you're a half orc, and you got to pay the ten yeah. percent thing for everyone. Yeah, right. To Mor right. You got it right. It's the Moradin celebration the tax. What do you do? Right. There? Right. Or are they, are they the Groomsh? Yeah. Which we have. Or the anti Groomsh. This actually, this money is. They make effigies of Grimsch and they, you know, they set them on fire. You know, so you're actually paying to blaspheme your deity. Right. Okay. Um, and then tolls. Finally, are sums paid for the use of a road, bridge, ferry, etc. They are paid according to the number of persons, animals, carts, wagons, and possibly even materials transported. I think there is somewhere in here. There's a point where if you try to avoid the, you get in trouble. Sure. You get in big trouble. Right, if you you don't go on the road because you want to avoid the toll, you get in big trouble. Right. Right. Okay. Well, and again, okay. the, the understanding is adventurers are troublesome. They're unless this is a huge town or city, you're you're the outsiders coming in. You're causing all kinds of problems. They're going to fleece you. They're going to fleece you and, and it, keep you very wary. And if you're lawful, if you're lawful, you you would need to take the roads. So in other words, trying to dodge this right. 
is bad news. You're, on the alignment graph, you're getting a hit. Right. If you're like, if you do charm person to avoid paying, that doesn't sound very lawful, no, does it? I mean, lawful. to avoid paying, yeah, you should be it su- isn't at all supporting the government. Absolutely. I mean, you may not like it, but a rule is a rule, right? Right. You may think it's a bad rule. And then, okay, so what Gary provides here, of course, is he provides a an example of what you could use, right? And so the last three paragraphs there is an example where, you know, the percentages and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, okay. Has this convinced you to use this in your – if you're running a campaign? No. I mean, I so – I can't remember what adventure I was running where – that started where you had to pay the toll to get in or whatever the fee, I'm not using my terms here, right? right? The fee to get in or whatever. Um, then of course the thief wanted to not pay it and sneak in and, and it led to wackiness, which can be okay if you have a lot of time, but then, you know, he's being chased by the guards and <laughs> it's a new adventure, right? Yeah. Now it's, now it's, Hey, can I escape the guards? So, um, well, that's it. That it just adds complexity to the city adventure, which you you're. That's a different game than going into the dungeon, and the all the thrill of dungeon delving is now crushed with all this other stuff. So you better have players, and you better make it interesting. Like again, I like the idea of not just having random ones nickel and dime to death, where you're constantly. Uh, playing accountant, because that's painful. It's painful for me. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I almost, but I do it a lot of times because the players, if they have money, then they want to go buy, oh, I want to buy grappling hooks, and I want to buy repeating crossbows, and all this kind of edge technology, or I want to research a strength bow, and I want to do this and that, and I get it. They're using their downtime, but it's just more work and constantly arguing and that's when I go okay fine well you first have to pay your duties and transaction fees and you do it to provide reality quote unquote verisimilitudes the word apparently that says hey this world makes sense how did this castle be how is this castle maintained there's taxes you got to pay your taxes some people kind of throw in you know I, I don't know where it is in here I can't find it but the Hundred gold pieces per level monthly fee. You know that you have not it's a monthly fee. It's the yeah your living expenses. Your living expenses. Yeah, you should do that, right? That's the uh, I think that's the DMG, yeah, right? It's in the 100. DMG somewhere about expenses that you know you guys are living. You guys are party animals, so you're spent. You're spending right. money like it's going out of style. Right. So a lot of time spent at the whatever badger, the, the suffering badger, drinking suffering and carousing and, and doing, you know, you're, you're Conan after scoring the big money, you're doing what you got to do. So right. I guess you could cover with that, but, um, and I would definitely, that's an easier thing. Cause you basically up the month is up. Everyone take a hundred gold pieces off their first level. Yeah. And again, that really hurts the first level characters cause they can never get enough money, uh, unless you're generous. Uh, but later, it's just, okay, it's the cost of doing business. It, it, it doesn't siphon enough money because the money curve is just so dramatic in order to keep them uh, making money. So I think there are some that are appropriate. The 100 gold piece is appropriate. Tithing is appropriate. I certainly all, again, in, if I'm running a campaign, all characters have to have a deity. Again, there's no... 
you can be anti-theist, but you can't be an atheist. There is no, I don't believe in the deities. They're, they are physical manifestations. They exist. You may be opposed to them. So most people are going to have a deity. And, and even if you're not tithing, well, you're going to give something to your patron deity or else they're not going to be happy. I think that's right. And, and that, hey, I want to, you know, because it's usually the characters want, well, can I get some healing potions from the temple right. on the cheap? Right. Like, well, what have you done for the temple? You know, I, I don't. So let me read through quickly some of Gary's. Well, not, nothing's quick. Uh, see if any of these are interesting. We'd use them. So his example, this is an example. The town charges a 1% duty on all normal goods brought into the place for sale. Food stuff, clothes, hides, livestock, raw materials, and manufacturing. So that's fine. That's probably kind of easy. So what you could just do is you could say, okay, when you're going to sell your stuff, I'm only going to let you sell it. Because people want to sell it at the gold piece value. We don't really know what the gold piece value sale is. You've talked about this, right? right? You think that's more like a retail. That's not, you're not, you would get that if you were, you you had a store Tuesday morning. Right. And, and uh, I'm sorry, we need to change that to protect the uh, Wednesday afternoon. Right. So you have the store Wednesday afternoon. You've got the inventory. You can have the inventory sit there for a while. That's the uh, right. That's kind of the optimal retail price. That's not what you're doing because you are not a dealer in goods. Right. So so you're going to get what you said before. I tend to you convinced me is that you're not just going to cash in at the gold piece sale a gold piece value, right? You're going to give a big hit, right? I mean, you, my gosh, you could do a hit of like 75% hit on that, right? Yeah, and, and, and who you're selling it to. I mean, these are suggested sales. Oh, you're talking about magic items or, or items in general? Oh, I guess both. I was thinking of magic items, actually, but you, I guess it's, it's both, right? We could do either one, right. right? You're not going to get that when you're selling. That's, that's retail market value. Correct. That's a, a suggested... Uh, Gold plates are the usual sums which characters will be paid. And if so, the XP says usual. Well, again, what's usual for that? Is there a market for it? You know, is there a market for cursed items? I don't know. Uh, and, and, the ta- and, and the tapestry you've got, to your point, is it smells like at Yug. Right. It's used. Yeah. You're not getting the, how much you would pay for it. It's going to be a fraction of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't even know that, yeah, you know, how much of a market is there for? Like maybe the guy's customers don't like that stuff. So you have a big hit on that. And you can just add into that hit then an additional percentage for the duty to bring it in. Right. Be like, okay, so not only am I going to only give you 25%, I'm actually going to give you like 24% or something like that. This is a lot of fun, a lot of math coming here because of the duty as well. So foreigners must also pay this duty, but look at this, but at double the rate. So this is kind of interesting. What this might suggest is, does this create a reason to have a home base where you are residents of the town, right? Because if you're just moving around and you're not returning, then you are, you're going to pay a higher duty, but you know, you don't necessarily want to bring all the stuff back because you're going to be waylaid, aren't you? By bandits, perhaps? Well, that's, that's the part of the game do you want to add to it? Because all that slows it down, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, hey, you just went into town in the middle of the day with your giant cart full of crap that you right. ca- came back for. And you've got you know, wounded people with you. Well, you just went. You were in the tavern two weeks ago saying you were asking questions about the local haunted castle. And right. now you're coming back with you know, the coat of arms from, <laughs> from the castle. Dang. They probably followed you, right? Right. I mean, uh, let's talk about a thieves' guild. 
right? So, or whatever, right? Or an assassin's guild. Like they, they're going to, they, the, you really should be like, you should be a scout. There should be a game for a scavenger adventures, adventures, right? What our party does is we listen to where people are going. Good. And we just follow them, wait outside exactly. with like a big net. And we can, we can wait a long time. And at a certain point, we assume they're dead. Right. But we'll hang out for a while. This is what we do. It's our job, right? So it's like being, you know, well, surveillance. That's exactly what happened um, in, in a video game I played 20-something years ago before World of Warcraft. It was Ultima Online. I was so excited. I was a huge Ultima fan in the 80s. Ultima Online came out. I had a fast computer, everything else. Well, that's what, but they, they let people play the beta, which is the you know, software before it was official, and these people were super powerful. So what they would do is if you try to go into the dungeon, there were just these gangs that would just sit outside the dungeon. When these poor schmucks would come out of the dungeon with their stuff, they would just kill them. They, why go in the dungeon? You're going to bring the stuff to me, so you're exactly right. There should be a gang waiting for you as you crawl out of the dungeon with your treasure and going, so what did you find in there? Yeah, and then they take it to the black market and sell it. Exactly, and that says fun like D and D like nothing else. That's uh, that's basically Raiders of the Lost Ark when he goes gets the cross, and they you know they the, the Amazonians yeah. are out there and he he has to give it to them or whatever the case whatever happened not the cross there the uh, the yeah. idol thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess it could be done in a way that was fun if now because the next time you go in, assuming you're still alive. Is you're like okay, what do we what do we do now? I mean, you know, I mean, it's presumably when you leave apple butter outside, apple butter is gone. I mean, right. Well, that's why I you're, supposed to, have, take you're your... supposed to have hirelings in the whole little you know camp encampment there. But again, if they're waylaid, you know, there's a problem if you see your hirelings <laughs> hanging upside down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? Why is the hireling dead? Um, okay. So, but this may be a reason to be a, well, but you know, okay, so this is interesting. Will guilds protect me? So if I'm doing guild work, so what's the relation, you know, so if I'm, I'm, if I'm a resident, I want protection. I'm a resident of this. I'm going to become a resident of this city. I'm going to, we're all going to join the guild. Well, it depends uh, which guilds. <laughs> there could be multiple guilds. Right, so if I'm a fighter, I'm assuming is there a fighter's guild yeah. and I'm imagine the wizard's guild. I'm going to join the guild. I mean, can I get some protection from all of this? I mean, also, I'm paying – let's say – so I'm a respectable adventurer. I always pay my duties. We're lawful. We're all – we're like lawful neutral or lawful good, whatever. So we always pay our duties as a source of revenue. Is there is there a measure of protection? Sure. For me, like, will the will, will if I'm murdered, what happens? So I'm murdered. What happens? Does the guild? I mean, do I have like a? Does the guild help me out? Well, Number one, we know I have I have guild insurance, don't I, for the spouse? Right. You have the annuity. It's a benefit. You have the annuity that's uh, on death it goes to the next person. Your your named beneficiary. I mean, I would I would hope that's a benefit you get from being a member of the guild. Is that if you kill? I, I think oh. if you're too low level, it costs too much money. I think you have to, you know, right? You have to invest it. At, at, at how many jobs? Well, you know, that was my last campaign. It was basically a bunch of guilds manipulating the party, you know, and and they would have to decide which guilds they were going to align to, and but all the players had to be part of their guild. Uh, but as a party, which you know, they all give them missions, and some of them are contrary to the 
you know, the Fighters Guild is kind of the protectors of the city. Thieves Guild is, you know, trying to gouge people. So sometimes the missions would go into it. So I think there is definitely protection. But I also have this idea of guild rank. So you have not only your level, but you'll give a, a, a guild level. How much, back to your point, how much have you done for the guild? You could be a ninth level fighter, but if you just showed up and didn't do anything, you could be a tier one guild member because you're not, yeah. you haven't done anything for the guild. You just showed up. You're paying your dues. Now, if you do things, you move up in the guild. It's kind of like the yeah, Shriners, yeah. you know, like the Shriners. You could be a CEO of something, but you're, you know, whatever the le- first level Fez where I know nothing about them, and I've probably now they have a pact to kill me. The Shriners probably. is coming after yeah. me now. Ne- negative review. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, what have you done for me lately? So, okay, so I mean, this certainly could add flavor uh, if you've got the time to do it, right? To be sure. So let, let me see what else we have here. So, uh, so, so my point, my point to all that is, is that it might be nice to actually have a if you're going to have a campaign, to set up a residence. Yes. Be a citizen of somewhere where you've got a place where maybe you can sell your stuff. You don't have to keep paying all these high duties because you're a foreigner. Um, and as, and okay. as the DM, you should encourage that if you're going that way because typically what happens is every time you go into town, the poor party members, every of them treats them like crap, which is what they should do, and they're all suspect and they're all trying to gouge them. But if they keep going back to the same town, oh, they become from being feared to being loved because they've, you know, they defeated the dragon or they defeated the ogre that was harassing them or they stopped the goblins from killing the whatever. They should there should be there should be some advantages to doing that. Cuz you're bringing in revenue cuz what's going to happen is so right. whoever's running the town is going to you know whoever's running the town of course knows the Guild master, the thieves guild, right? Because like they're allowing it to operate, right? It's all everyone's. Sorry, everyone's on the work, take. Right? That's right. Everyone's on the take. So what they're going to say is to the thieves guild, they're like, "Look, do not be robbing adventurers as they are exiting dungeons, because they're bringing if they're bringing it back. If they're heading back here, they're paying a toll on the road. They're paying a a they're paying duties." And excise taxes upon entry. They are those goods are coming in here. They are then paying sales taxes, right? With well, sales tax when that stuff is sold. Right. And they're also making money. The more money that the more income that's being passed around, this is income tax. <laughs> I mean, there is any, I don't know. I don't know if it's income tax, right? right? It's revenue. For, it's revenue tax. for the town, the kingdom, whatever it is, right? So it's good for I mean, going out and killing baddies, monsters, and bringing gold back into and goods back in here is is generally good. Now you're right; we got to protect our local guilds. We don't want a flood of. I mean, one of the problems too is you bring in a lot of gold. I guess then what you get inflation. It's, infl- it's like the gold rush of you know where bars of soap are twenty dollars because they got money just flying in there. So maybe at a certain point you, you say to they say yeah you you can kill we're not going to protect so oh so it's kind of like the Federal Reserve Bank where they adjust the inflation right they're always changing to make sure the economy is right so in other words there could be a bad time it could be like you know this is a risky time to be we need some henchmen protection because the there's inflation now they don't they've got a high you know so they oh so they would increase like the excise 
in a time of inflation, they'd probably increase the excise. They don't want a lot of stuff coming in. I mean, I'm not an economist. Sure. This is fun, isn't it? This is exciting. Well, and and but that's that's the thing. You get oh, if 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 your goal is to keep the the easy game is the Diablo game, and there's pluses and minuses uh, with that. Meaning, you hand wave all this crap. You basically go into the dungeon. You get stuff. You do whatever. The towns mean yeah. nothing. Because really, you, you want to get together with your friends and kick doors down and, and fight monsters. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and, and the older I get, because time is an issue, that, that's especially getting people together at the same time. I think the path that I see that's good, because you, you know, if, if you are spending time setting up your world and putting a lot of effort into it, you want your, char- you want your players to be engaged. Try to minimize the group downtime because, like you said, it's ex- for most people it's extremely boring to have the halfling negotiate with the thieves guild on the rates of stealing, <laughs> you know, stuff. That 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 would be terrible. So what that means for the DM and for the players is during the off time. Let's say you're playing every other week, you're setting up time, you almost like uh, professor's hours, right? You have to have office hours. Yes, that we can talk about that after class. Right, yeah, and sir, how much? Yes, so you always get those questions as a DM, don't you? Right. Like, yes, I'd like to go to, I'd like to negotiate with the guild master to lower. And you're like, okay, yeah, talk to me after class. Yeah, and so you know, you should, you can either do that. You know, the technology certainly makes it easier. You could use a Discord or email or group checks, chat, chat something to do that, or you could, hey. Every once a month, I'm going to spend an hour with you, and we're going to do your campaign nonsense that you want to do. You know, you want to get a sword. Yeah. Oh, well, the sword, you got to talk to the boyer who needs a special wood. Oh, and now you got to go out to the forest and do that. You're going to do that by yourself because the rest of the party is not going to do that. So you could do stuff like that and then weave You're it correct. back into the thing, which is a little right. more fun than – just the grind of, up. Oh, it's another month, you spent this, it's 5% for that, 3%, you're playing Dungeons and Accounting. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it seems to me if you're going to do... So it is interesting because you're suggesting something different for the, for the use of this, which I agree with. I mean, Gary's talking about reducing money. And that is, look, let's just make it fast. Let's just... I, I like the 100 gold pieces per month. Kind of, let's just say you're bringing back the treasure... You're going to sell it. You're going to get 25%. That's going to take, right. that's going to that that is out the door. That's duties. That's excise. Everything. Let's just make it easy. Everyone can go home. Uh, what you're suggesting, of course, and this is a more uh, enjoyable use of it, is to uh, to weave it into the story. To kind of you know you got to deal with certain people. You got personalities, and make it part of the story. So um, I agree with that. That's the only real reason why I would want to weave some of this stuff uh, in there. So, you know, a big theme here certainly is the foreigners. Right. And that's really a big takeaway I get. In addition, a 10% sales tax is charged to all foreigners. So you got to pay a sales tax. I guess that's if you're buying. So when you're looking at the prices on, in the player's handbook, if you're a foreigner, you should probably right. add around 10% automatically. At least, right. At least. Yeah, I mean, because you may be in an area where the prices are higher anyway, uh, and add 10% just because you're a foreigner. Um, citizens of the town that now you become a citizen. So that is sort of the discussion. Okay, you guys want to become a citizen. <laughs> Again, how exciting. I don't know how exciting it is. So the party's sitting around debating where they should be. It's like 
like you'd sit around in real life talking about some financial decision. Should we? Be, what do you guys think? Should we become citizens? I mean, this should we become citizens of the free city of Greyhawk? Oh, okay. Well, what are the advantages? And like, there's a pamphlet. <laughs> a the advantage, right? The advantages, and dis, like, so you go to an accountant. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the advantages of becoming a member of free city? What's of the Greyhawk? tax implications like, of becoming a? Right. That's right. Right. So, okay. Well, here's the good news. The good news is, well, I need to ask you a few questions. Okay. How often are you bringing, how often, you got to fill out this questionnaire. Right. Profile. It's like five pages. How often do you bring goods into the town? And when you do, what type of goods are they? And what is the, what would you estimate as a relative value? How often do you bring foreign coin into town? Right. All this stuff. Like if you did become a resident how many households would you plan on? Ha- I mean, really? Right. And, and well, and again, <laughs> it goes back to this whole idea of how much interweaving of society. So you could argue that, yeah, maybe the free city, but if you join some kingdom, well, now you're, you have enmity with this other kingdom. And, you know, people, you, what do you do when you go to the other kingdom? You have to go there. Do you hide, like, do you repaint your shield that you had on there? You know, right. And then if, if your kingdom sees that you did that, what happens to that? So it's all good if you want to spend the time to go down that rabbit hole. Some of your players will love it. Others will be like, oh, I just want to cast Magic Missile. Right. I don't, can I kill something? Can I go kill something? I don't care about this. So what you're suggesting, though, is there's like a Saul. Like better, not, not our Saul, but Saul the lawyer. Right. Better call Saul. Like he'll have like, okay, I'll get you an ID for the free city. Right. I got you an ID for this one. He's like the schemer. You've got like five different identities. And you're like, you're like the tax cheat and all. So, the, yeah, the chaotics are all like trying to figure out the way to cheat on the taxes and the duties and the law. Okay. Right. And then right. And that's a lot of time. And then, you know, yes. and if your players are not going to use that drama to – Hey, where did you get that, you know, t- uh, platinum tier loyalty badge from Rogue? Oh, I I did some great thing. No, you didn't. Only three people in the whole realm have that loyalty thing. You could never get that. Something like that. If they're not going to challenge any of it, then it's just busy. Yeah. It's just busy work, and it's and yeah. it's a waste of time. Which I, I and that's why I think my next campaign is not going to have a city thing. It's going to be you're in a dungeon. You're in a. That's why I think the mega dungeon makes more and more sense. I mean, you can still do some of that. The mega dungeon starting to feel better and better. You know, you you basically trapped in this mega dungeon and you just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. Right. There's no. There's no. No. No courts. That's right. No bureaucrats. Because yeah, it, it, it is escapism. Right. That doesn't sound like escapism. It sounds like. The real world. I mean, do you have when, when if you had like a financial advisor, you're meeting with the finance to talk about like trusts or whatever. I mean, is that something fun to most people? Fi- is that financing like- your castle, uh, you know, setting up bonds in order to finance it, doing recruiting. <laughs> I need to finance it. Yeah, I'd like to build it. Well, I do think that it's interesting where people will often like low level adventures. This has happened, right? Where they'll say, "Well, I want a loan." Sure, and, and I remember when I'm like, "What's your credit? Are you kidding me? You're an adventure. I mean, you are like so massively high risk. Maybe I'll loan you something, but the interest rate is going to be exorbitant, and don't and there's not going to be any usury loss. There is no. Protected. In fact, there's pro usury loss. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. There's Everything's usury. Dead in prison. There's actual. You know. You. 
the, the Assassin's Guild automatically gets there. They have, if I don't get, they have, it's, as soon as you get the loan, they've already, the bank has put a thing into the Assassin's Guild to kill you. And yeah, exactly right. If it's not, yeah, if it's not paid by, it's just automatic. <laughs> it's almost like it's something, in, it's like your death warrant's in escrow. If this money is not deposited, yeah, actually, the, that's actually perfect. The Assassin's Guild is like the escrow agent, and you can trust them because, look, they got to have business. Right. So you just pay the money to the Assassin's Guild, and if the Assassin's Guild does not receive the money by X date, right. they just kill the guy. Right, exactly. They, you signed and your own death it. warrant. And it's not on me. It's Yeah. It's in the law. The king actually decrees that any loans must be adjudicated through the Assassin's Guild. You want to talk about yes. confidence in, a, in transactions. That's what's... <laughs> yes. Let me tell you something. Their repayment rate is awesome here. That's right. It, oh, my God. You're right. You know how many... We will attract all those these money lenders. The banks will love it. James, you're brilliant. This is going to be a thriving economy. That's right. It's amazing what <laughs> death will provide. Death... That solves a lot of problems. So the Assassin's Guild is actually serving a very important... James, this is, oh, this is awesome. I love it, James. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yes, Thank yes, you. yes, yes. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're like, like a broken clock, right? Twice a day. Okay. <laughs> well, that's so it. The, so the Assassin's Guild is serving a very useful function. The Assassin's Guild, yeah, is killing people who are not paying back their, their, not paying back their debts. Well, it it yeah. skips... Whole, and it gets rid of the court system because yes, yes, that's very time consuming. And yes, you're absolutely right. That saves a lot of money. And oh, well, the court system come in later because I'm sure there's some disputes. And but if there's if you're dead, oh. then your family. Now it's the wife. I really don't want him back, but I want my money. You know, so then you have to speak with dead. The clerics have to get involved. That's how the clerics in the courts get involved. But that's that's way more trouble than it's worth. Oh, wait. Are you thinking we got, like, the wrong guy? You think, like, a mistake right. was made? Right, or I oh. put the... Well, there's that delay. I, you know, I was walking to the Assassin's Guild with the money. Oh, you think there's... Oh, there's, like, a discrepancy. Right. Well, you know... And, and, gotta, and you killed me. Well, you just assumed I wasn't going to do it. You know, some people get ahead of themselves. They got the list of escrow, and they... Oh, this guy's going to... He's right. not going to pay. He's, I, was stopping, I was stopping at the, uh, whatever, the badger, badger, the suffering badger for a bagel. Right, I was going to get some food and then go over and pay my debt. I, it was due today at 5, and you murdered me. <laughs> you said it was due by midnight, but it was unclear. When you said midnight, right. May 15th, did that mean the end of, or did that mean... Up to including midnight or 11.59? Exactly. Well... I would think that I would hope. Okay, so this is very important. If you're going to have this, you really need to have some pretty clear rules. So we need to have right. So we need to have well drafted rules regarding that. But you're right; it's hard to draft rules that don't have some ambiguity because you don't foresee situations. Right. What if you're delayed through no fault well, of your own? Well, let's say it's five. Let's say five o'clock, the day of after five o one. You your death warrant's active. There's a, and of course, everyone does it the first of the month. So there's a line outside the Assassin's Guild trying to pay the debt off. Oh, you got you to gotta plan in advance. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? You show up at the last moment. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. We've all been, we've all right. been there, you right? You're trying to deposit that check at 459, and there's a line out the door. 
It's like getting out of the plane when you've got like a connecting flight right. with a short amount of time and everyone is getting, you're like, can I come through? I've got a connecting flight. Like I got to pay this. And then people are like, yeah, we all, we do, all buddy. do. We're all here. We all got problems. <laughs> We're all the one to die. Or the dude in front of you is just a jerk. He's like, no, you should, I'm paying early. And then that's the decision you have to make. It's 4.30. You look at the Assassin's Guild line. It's, oh, it's, and they have the, this 30 minute wait. Well, you don't want to wait there because well, yeah. they're just going to kill you at like five That's o'clock. There's a sign. <laughs> There's a sign that says, "From this point, your wait is two, approximately two hours." <laughs> and and, and, and like, as soon as you walk there, they, if I was the assassin, I'd be like, "Oh, when is your stuff due today?" Yeah, it's due at five. Because you're not going to make it. You're you're already past that line. You just murder them right there. You don't have to go hunt them down. It's awful convenient. Oh, well, wait a second. You're not going to wait. So, if, if, oh, now that could be controversial because you don't know for sure. So it's 4.30. Right. And it says from this, it says approximately two hours. Right. You're just shiving the guy at that point. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, no, no wonder you got litigation. James, you got to – how many times have I told you, James? You got to wait. To, I'm tired of paying settlements, okay? You've got to wait. To five. I don't care that you know they're not going to make it. You've got to, okay? All right? Mm. You gotta wait to five. But they can't uh, but so, they can't make so it. So when it's five, do people just run? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just uh, or are they running early, right? right. right it's like five, 55 and you see the assassin sitting there. Go. <laughs> run. <laughs> it's like wait. Feel like you, yeah. you're peered up, you're partnered up with your assassin. He's talking to you. He's on the line with you. So, she got the money, huh? Yeah. You know what time it is. Oh, I know what time it is. And then they, they're, they're like looking at their clock, and then they're shiving you. My clock stopped. <laughs> you're right. Your clock is stopped. this thing didn't work. It's what time is it? So, yeah, I think that's right. I like this now because I've now... See, you know, because I was like the assassins guild. How much work are you getting? Right. I mean, I know people like to kill people, but it's expensive. And like, why do? You, why would you generally? But want now you've tied dead? into the economy. Yeah, exactly. That's I know. I I think you've cracked this nut. I think that's exactly what's happening. I mean, not only have we solved the mystery of who was the Canadian trans highway killer, the cave bear, right? We've also solved why why assassins guilds prosper. Yeah, because you know, come on. No town is going to tolerate just a bunch of assassinations of like important, you know what I mean, right. of important people. I mean, that's not good for business. Right. No one's coming there. It's it's yeah, no, it's 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 you're killing people. Yeah, it's debtors. It's debtors. No, and, no debtor prison. Right. There's no debtor prisons. Lots simpler death and keeps them trained. And you know, it also kind of makes sense from a you borrow a thousand gold pieces, you are. First level, it costs 100 gold pieces for a first level assassin to kill a first level victim. So there you go. 10% fee, basically. That's what the, that's. Oh, what was the, what was the price? That's very good. That's a very good point. You're right. See, so you, well, the good news is you're, you're not killing that many people because they're paying. You'd hope so. You'd think they would. But every now and then, okay, but it's probably, oh, but it's well worth the investment. What's my percentage? So it's 100 gold pieces for a first level assassin to kill a first level character. Oh, did you say a hundred gold pieces? Yes. Yeah. That's a oh the, the assassins guild can easily finance that. That's a, well, and the good news is that's to pay the person. So this is really oh right. So what's happening is oh okay. Uh, I, I'm forgetting our triangle triangle trade here. So the triangle is right. The money lender. So I'm a money lender. Right. 
I'm a money lender, and I then all contracts, let's just say everybody basically, it's like an adhesion contract. Even if it's not by rule law, every no money lender is going to lend any money to you without a without the, without the assassination clause, right? I mean, it's like clause thirteen of the standard form merchant. The money lender guild has a standard form contract, right? And that standard form contract is going to be like paragraph thirteen mm -hmm. is the assassination clause, and it's yes, and so it's so, Full, so it's this, this I, contract is fully executable, literally, and. Uh, and actually, so that's how yeah, that's how it would work. It's it's similar to well, like if you I, I haven't been to a payday place or a pawn shop. Um, you, since you don't have any collateral, you still if you want to borrow a thousand gold pieces, you have to come up with. And you're a zero level person. You have to come up with fifty gold pieces. You still have to come up with fifty to borrow a thousand because that's the fifty. Or they're gonna. They actually don't give you a thousand. They give you nine fifty because they take the fifty and that fifty goes oh. for the fee. Oh, it's like closing costs. Right. I'm paying. Points. I'm paying the cost of my own assassination. That's right. Oh, James, James, I think you missed your calling. Okay, <laughs> I'm liking this adventure. You know, you've won me over now. I like this adventure. Um, okay, so I get it. So I'm a money lender, mm -hmm. and and you're right. This is only. It's it's the old thing. What's your collateral? Your collateral's your life, right. right? So if if you don't, if you have collateral, no worries, right? If you got the house, right? I just want collateral. But if you don't have any collateral. I'll give you a loan, maybe, but the collateral is going to be your life. Right. You, you want to borrow a thousand? You're only going to get nine fifty because fifty is or you're going to only get nine hundred. You have to pay a thousand back because the hundred I've given to the Assassins Guild. Yeah, where's the prices for the Assassin? Is that player's, player's handbook, handbook or is page? I don't know, twenty something. Let me. I just okay. had it open. I'm sorry. No, no worries. Let's see. Um, page. Page 29. 29. There it is. Minimum fees. Gee, I don't know why people were so upset with Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, what's wrong? What's wrong with a minimum fee for assassination table? Why? People are so, God, they're so sensitive. Okay. So, yeah, you're probably zero level, right? Let's say. Because yeah. I like, just say whatever. You're a merchant. Uh, right. You're a merchant. You need money. Yeah. You need cash. You're going to buy some goods. You need money. Yeah, because you wanted to find it. Yeah, you want, exactly. You want to expand. But you don't, but business is down. And you're going to lose your business. Right. So you don't have any collateral because maybe you've already, you know, what? Because you may already have a big mortgage on your building or something like that. Who knows? Whatever. So I'm going to borrow the money. And so, yeah, so 50 gold pieces. Well, it depends what level assassin. Yeah, so they'll charge it. Because what they may say is, no, I want to make sure you're killed. Right. So I may want to get to 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to, you're, you're uh, definitely, we well, have to look at the DMG then. Chance of oh yeah, I'm never gonna get to 100. percent It's probably just. I think a 50 percent chance of death is probably. The question is, as you're the money lender, what do you think is sufficient incentive? Is is a 50 percent chance of death sufficient incentive for this person to pay back? You know what I mean? Right. I think it probably is. Don't you think? So that you're right. So that could just be like a 50, a 50 uh, gold piece uh, charge on that. Right. So that's 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 built into the fee. Yeah, it's based then, on the level of victim, or you know, if, if it's you're really risky, you get the fifth level one. So you, that was that hundred. It's only a hundred gold pieces more. You get well. I could assess. I could assess the risk. Right. Like if I think you're really, it is really risky. Because so I may decide as the money lender. Look, I've sized you up. I've I've pulled your what Experion account or whatever, right. 
and I don't like your FICO score. So you're going to need some. You're going to need a lot of incentive. You've been delinquent. You don't pay on time. Right. So this is going to be a fourth level. So it's, I'm going to fill in here. There's a little blank here right. on the assassination clause. Level four assassin, and I got a little chart here, and this will be the fee. So you guys just like the rundown of all the costs. That long list item with all those additional costs. Right. The excise, the money change, whatever, and then there it is, assassination fee for fourth level assassin, and you pay it. I like it. Yeah, and also you're you're, you're doing bulk rates with the assassins guild, and, and many times you're not paying it. You you're still collecting the fee, and you're not. And uh, that's right. So that's right. You, you know, you're getting at a twenty five percent discount from the assassins guild. You know, and and then they're pointing it off too. You know, I'm really busy. They give it to another assassin for twenty gold pieces because they don't have time. You got a lot of downtime. Yeah. Need some contracts. It's being it's a commodity, absolutely. So basically, if you're playing an assassin character, you're basically showing up at some guy's house and he's like, I got the money. Here it is. And you're basically like Contract's over, sorry. Yeah, I'll take the money. And then I'll kill you. And I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> sorry. Right? And and you're like and, and and you can try to reason with him, but you're like, I mean, no, because that's it's kind of like, what was it in The Fugitive, where he says, I didn't do it? Is it? And he goes, I don't care. Right, that's it. You're, you, you, you don't haggle. This is not you. You've been contracted out to kill this guy. Right. And that's as simple as that. Yeah, the, no the, the only asked. chance you have is to have the money and pay another assassin to kill the assassin that's coming after you. But that's extremely risky because that guy's a member. You've got, you need a rogue assassin. You need somebody who's not in the Assassin's right. Guild. No assassin is gonna, from the Assassin's Guild right. here is going to kill... And you don't have the money because you would have paid it back. Right. Well, you're done. You're in that situation where you have the thousand gold pieces, but it's five oh one p.m. Oh, so oh, so you're like, oh, I got it. You're on the run, so you haven't been found. Right. Yeah. So you're not. Yeah, because because yeah, you're, you're not stupid. You realize if the assassin finds you and it's five oh one, he's taking the thousand and he's killing you. Yeah, and I guess if I do kill you, do I put your head like outside the assassins? Get like we well, need I to like know. encourage proof people. Of, proof of death. I'm sure there's some kind of standard. Yeah. I assume there's like a, or there'd be an area, this is what we do to debtors, you know, like they do, this is what they do to snitches yes. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It'd be in the newspaper. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Bob was the assassins, yeah, the Assassin's Guild is proud to announce the following assassinations. Right. It's like, it's like next to like the marriage announcements. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, Assassin 7 was able to ensure the money uh, contracts are enforced yeah. by ending the life of blah, 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 who did not, yeah, it, who didn't meet his obligations. It's marketing. We have a 97% success rate right. in assassinating debtors. It's all works. This is I love this economy. This is, I'm actually writing this stuff down. This would be an amazing. Uh, this would be an amazing adventure. I have to tell you, number one, I this this turned out to be a more enjoyable, strangely, discussion of taxes than I had anticipated. Right. So, and number two, in a more serious note, as serious as we can get on this show, I actually believe that. I, this is the way I will look. I honestly, this is the way I will look at Assassin's Guilds now. I will look at Assassin's Guilds as clearly being able to be hired for like a serious assassination, but that's not their bread and butter, right? Right? They, can't, I mean, they couldn't live off killing princes. How many times are you going right. to do that? <laughs> that's, no, right? This is the. I, I honestly now I'm going to look at Assassin's Guilds as this is that's yeah that's basically what they do. Every time I see a town now, 
and I see money lenders and I see Assassin's Guilds, I am going to connect them and say, yeah, there's absolutely – they are working with each other. And you know what? This is totally accepted. Right. You know what you're getting into. So this is, it is not against the law. The assassin, these assassinations, you can admit it. You can publish it in the Gazette. This is – as long as you've got the contract and the – like you said, mistakes are going to be made, so there will be a process for that. But if there's no dispute here that they were late and they signed the contract, it's got the seal, they show it all, no one is getting in trouble at all. It's part, it's, yeah, it's the cost of doing business. Life is cheap, baby. Yeah. And, you know, again, that whole thing of – they're like a law firm, the Assassin's Guild. They, you know, their bread and butter has to be probate. Yeah, I mean, they may dabble into family, and they may dabble into some other things, you know, like spying, and but they right. gotta have the low level, <laughs> the low level. Like, so now it's like you're the low level. So that's what you do when you're first level. You've got like, uh, you got like eight. Right, there's a whole th- pack of piles. Yeah, stack of. <laughs> Stacking. Oh man! Well, what am I, so you're all excited. You're like the half orc assassin. You're like, oh, I'm so excited. What am I doing? Am I killing like the lawful good prince? And you're looking through these. You're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Bob, Bob, the bar owner yeah. and the dry cleaner guy. Yeah, Bob, the what? bar owner, this guy, Ned, the farmer. Can I do, James? I'm sick of dude. Can I kill someone good? <laughs> no. Well, come on. No, this is this is how we make this is how we make our money. So I would make <laughs> this, this place doesn't run off good feelings. Man, when I when I was being trained, I was learned to be trained as an assassin. You learned me at your assassination school. Do you remember the commercials you showed right. me? Right. It was like born. I'm born. I'm diving into special places, taking out <laughs> guards. Yes. And this is no one told me. What's what's your placement rate, man? You lied about your placement. You you never you said a ninety seven percent placement rate, but I didn't know ninety five percent was doing this crap. But wait, it gets worse. If you're on slow time, you think, oh, I got some downtime. No, no, no. The town next door doesn't have. They have too many of these. You got to go over there. We got an agreement with the Assassins Guild in the other town, and you you, you do contracts over there because they're overrun. Oh, we got a lot of deadbeats. So now you got to go over there. All right, uh... you got to go kill people. You. <laughs> So I'm spending a month right. cleaning up. So I got to tell my wife and kids, I'll be back in a month. I got a job out. I got to go out of town because they're over. Their economy's bad. Right. No one's paying back their debts. Everyone's it's contract work. You're a travel assassin. Everyone is 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 their mortgages. They're underwater on their mortgages. They're defaulting. They're losing their economies. You know, baby, I got to go where the economy's bad. Right. That's you knew that when you married an assassin. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That and to me, that makes perfect sense. There'd be these travel assassins. You get, a t- you know, it's, uh perfect point, right? I, you know, all this riffwaff work. They don't want their people to do it. That's. I, 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 they, some, they got to have some conscience. You know, I'm tired of killing our own people. Can we hire someone to do that? The travel assassin comes in town, and so basically, they're kind of like the the D and D repo man. I mean, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, no one likes the repo man, but you also understand they're like the butcher. Right. Someone's got to do a dirty job, right. right? And so you might just admit it. Like, so what do you do? Like, oh yeah, I'm an assassin. Mm, okay. Interesting, you know. Yeah. So, what do you mainly do? Yeah, mainly yeah, debtor work. Right. Well, yeah. and like Vic says, they're regionals, right? You have the grandmaster here and the grandmaster there. Well, you could definitely see that. Uh, you know, if there's too much work in one area, they would farm it out. It's a business. It's a commodity. Yeah. Assassinations are like any other service. You would commoditize it. 
and that's and that's how the grandfather he started he started that way right. doing just small better jobs 30 years ago i was like you <laughs> my first right. guy was ned the butcher i'll never forget you never forget, never your, forget first. your first one ned it was five I killed him it was 507 <laughs> he, that's he right. was running away and i got him <laughs> Right in front of his kids. <laughs> kids. I'm sorry. If you're if you're lawful, do you turn yourself in, or do you run? Right. Do you run if you're lawful? Well, I think. Or do you just be like, I'm here, kill me. I've, I've, Breach a contract. <laughs> I got nine fifty. Can I just? Well, and you know, if smart negotiation would be, well, if I had eighty percent, can I just get beaten badly? There's a tear. Yes. Don't have all or nothing. Or just kill my, like, kill my kid. I got six of them. <laughs> just take a kid. He's okay. my favorite. You can kill him. Oh, and would be terrible if you didn't realize you could negotiate. Yeah. You're like, you're, you're like, oh, no, 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 I got all these kids. And the assassin's like, wait, you didn't negotiate this clause? Wait, I thought it was an adhesion contract. You couldn't negotiate. No, yeah, you can Everything's he'll negotiable. definitely negotiate. That's right. Everything's negotiable. Is it too late? Yeah, listen, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I got to do my I job. Can't, I don't have any discretion in the enforcement yeah. of this. And I need the XP. <laughs> <laughs> You're worth this and the gold. What is it? It's three plus two. That's five XP. Well, and you get 50 gold pieces for the assassination. That's worth 50. I would say that's worth 50 XP. Well, I, I don't get 50. Yeah. I'm in the guild, yeah, buddy. Right. Everyone that's gets right. their yeah, cut. Yeah, you get a cut. That's right. You, you probably get like 10 and a half when, when, <laughs> right. when you're done. So, but. So man, so just getting to second level—that's like a lot of. A, that's not bad. That's like a lot of assassinations. It's a lot of killing. Well, that's like the the clerics who don't adventure. If you don't adventure, that's a lot of prayers. You get a lot more. You go up faster if you're out in the field. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's how it works. So I guess the lesson here is don't borrow money in our adventures in our, after this episode. Well don't, well, don't borrow money from these from the money lenders. Now you could. You could try to borrow money from the priest, but you wouldn't borrow money. You'd say, hey, I, I need training for a level. Well, yeah, we're going to send you on a quest. That's way better than. Yeah. You want freedom? You get assassinations. But that's, but that's harder to come by, that other business. There's not, it's not like there's just like, is there like a list of quests? You open up the, the Gazette, and there's like, you know, mm-hmm. quests, seeking adventures. I mean, usually that doesn't happen. Right. I mean, most people have to go to the moneylender, and they'll have to sign off or, on this. well, the. I mean, again, the idea of training. Typically, that's why they need money because they don't have enough money for training. So you'd go to your patron mm-hmm. and say, "My, you know, back to the high priest. You're the low priest again. Have you been good? Do you need to be punished? Are you? Working? Are we going here again? <laughs> oh God! Which, by the Let's way, see. I put that in the beginning of the. Uh... <laughs> oh, 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 I'd forgotten about that one. I was a little lazy. Yes, no, that's that's a winner. All right. Well, this this is very interesting. So, that was good. so I like this. That was good. I like because yes, because it 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 shows why. I don't know why they need to be PCs, but that's a different right. story. They're, but yeah, I want to do spying, right? But that's going to take some time, right? Yeah. So that would be your site. So if you're an assassin in the party, but you know that's interesting. That actually explains why you could have an assassin in a party. So you're an assassin because you want to get XP, you want to do an adventure, but assassination is really kind of like your side job, right? right? And it's like you got to do it. You're like a butcher. It's like, you know, like it's like you're evil. Like, well, okay, yeah, I guess I'm evil, but it, what I'm doing is lawful. They're debtors. They signed up for right. it. You could kind of see it if you were with a neutral party. You could see where, like, the guy's the assassin, and that's what he does. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't want to like kill 
people high level at some point. He wants to stop doing it, and that's why he's adventuring. He's like, you know, this is I don't see a future of doing this for that's, me. Yeah, I want to do something it different. It takes its toll, re, you know, killing the, the local merchants and this and that. After a while, you get you get tired of it. So you might have to kill like a relative. <laughs> it's like your uncle Saul. And it happens. You know, if Saul doesn't make the payment. Oh yeah, my God! You like you get your files and you look at it and you're like, oh my God. Well, I would hope you pawn that off to someone else. I don't want to kill my sister. Can you? No, cause, no, because no, because you know what these you know what the Gilmash is gonna say? Do it. Right. Well, you do it. This is a t- basically a task. Right. Do it. That's what the Gilmash is like. Yeah, I killed my brother. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Thirty. And ago. you have to do it at a discount because <laughs> it's family. Yeah. It should be easier. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, I just do it during dinner. Uh, They're all eating dinner. Yeah. Just you have a, I thought you had take, a... the, take, take the knife that you you know, instead of the goose, you know, you're getting ready to carve the goose. Just yeah. Right, you're having you're having uh the things due at nine o'clock, you just finished dinner, you're all sitting around, nine oh one, you yeah. shiver. Yeah. And that's it. All right. A little awkward, but I'm leaving. <laughs> have a good night. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Sorry, man. Sorry, guys. It's only business. Sorry, guys. It's only business. That's your only sister. Well, I told her not to take... I told her to negotiate that. She didn't pay attention. She wasn't listening. It's business. All right. All right. Well, let's roll a D10 and let's wrap this up. All right. Let's do it. I think we rallied. So let's see. After the sage advice, I think we rallied. Let's see. Yeah, it's an eight, Ah, sir. I knew. I knew that was was pretty good. Uh, I trust you. It's not divine intervention, so... Uh, I, I, <laughs> I definitely, I'll definitely trust you on that. So, all right, sir. Well, that was good. So, uh, I think we are done for today. It was a good show. We'll see everyone in two weeks. Um, hopefully we can get Craig on from, from Crucible. That would be nice to talk to him about the convention. That would be good. So hopefully he'll be on in two weeks and, uh, and hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll see everyone in, in, in a couple weeks as well. We'll hopefully see you next week. For the second part of the Grog Talk adventure. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Dan. And we hope to see you all next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.